You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. Daniel plan and, and uh, this week we're moving and progressing into week three and we're talking about setting goals setting goals that are in faith and how many of you know that it's important for us to have something to try to hit right an archer will will have a a, a, a bow and, and they'll shoot and they'll aim at something so that they'll get better so they'll they'll know where they're at right um, I, I heard it said that people who fail to plan will plan to fail. It's very important that as, as, as God's people that we have a direction. It, um, we should never do anything as a child of God without seeking God. We seek Him through His Word. The Bible is His instructions. We seek Him through prayer. We seek Him through talking to trusted people that, that love God and will impart wisdom into our lives. We kind of let them hear what, what, we're, what we're thinking about doing. And, and when you do those things, it's always a, a, a wonderful, wonderful thing. So, so when we think about goals, it's, it's like that. We, we're, we're, we're asking the Lord to give us direction in setting some goals that are going to be beneficial for our life. They're going to be beneficial for our walk. And as you'll find, it's more than a resolution. Because most of us know that when we set a resolution, what do we do? Most of us fail. Right? When you put the rubber to the road, you end up getting a blowout. You don't go, you don't go anywhere. You don't get your, your destination. And, and our destination is what? To complete whatever we want to do. We want to have permanent permanent resolution and things like that. So I'm going to, from the Daniel plan, we're going to look at 10 goals. So I want to get started pretty quick. So let's pray first. Father, thank you for this uh, gathering second service, Lord God, and thank you for everyone that's here. I believe that you've ordained this day, Father, for you to speak to us through your word. And as you use me as a vessel, I, uh, I just humbly come before you and ask that you guide me, Lord God. The things that I prepared, I pray that I'll speak them very very clearly, Lord God, and the things that maybe I didn't prepare, Father, I pray that you'll just give me an illumination and an ability to see something and, and that I can point it out. And ultimately, when we leave here, every one of us, may we leave here thinking it has been good to be in God's house. So we pray this in Jesus' name. So 10 goals in faith, and the first five are going to answer the question, why I need to set personal goals? Why I need to set personal goals? Well, the first reason that you have to set a personal goal is because goal setting is a spiritual discipline. When you set a goal, you, you discipline yourself to move forward in that. How many of you pray? When you pray, it's a discipline. You have to make time to pray. How many of you read your Bible? Yeah, when you read your Bible, you have to make time to read the Word of God. 
You have, you have, when you have quiet time with God, you, you make time, you prioritize to spend some time with God alone and to get all the noise that's around us. How many of us know that there's a lot of noise around us? And you, you, just, you just prioritize to spend some time with God. Art and JJ, they led us today in praise and worship. They did a wonderful job. But they prepared themselves. They had a goal. Their goal was that they were going to play their instruments the best that they could, that they were going to sing unto the Lord, and ultimately that every one of us was going to be drawn to his presence. So there's a goal that, that we have to do, but it takes discipline to do that. Can, can I tell you that if you think about the fact that God made us managers of his body, his bo this is, he loaned us this body, amen? Because we're fearfully and wonderfully made by God. You were shaped by God. And I know you're going to say, Pastor, but I helped them a little bit in some of the excess, right? We've all been shaped by God. He fearfully and wonderfully made you. But he also said, I want you to be managers. I want you to be good stewards. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And so when you think about managing, it really helps us to understand how many have watched the, the uh, Major League Baseball playoffs? I love watching the playoffs. Do you know that each manager, that they have a goal when they start the season, their goal is that they're going to make the playoffs? And then their goal is they're going to go and maybe win the pennant, win the championship. They have, they have different goals. How many of those managers fail to plan? None of them. Because if they do, they'll be fired. And, and so we, we, we how, many, how many of these Fortune 500 companies, how many of those CEOs fail to plan? They all do. They all have goals. They all, they all put discipline. They all, they all say we're going to be the best company that we can be. How many of you understand that God, who's the greatest CEO, he's over the whole world, do you think that he does not want for us to plan? Of course he does. He wants for us to trust him in everything that, that, that we do. Here's what I found out this week. One of the reasons that we should set goals is because God sets goals. He's a goal setter. He had goals that he set before the foundation of the world. All of history is marked by the goals of God. God, God said these things are going to happen, and guess what? They happen. History is marked by Jesus Christ. B.C., before Christ, A.D., after his death. God has fulfilled everything through Christ, and God is continually fulfilling everything through Christ. In fact, the Bible says this, God plans to bring all of history to its goal in Christ. Then Christ will be the head of everything in heaven and on earth. God is a goal setter. He plans and all history revolves around the fulfillment of his goals. Ain't that cool when you grab a hold of, of how important that is? Number two, number two, goals will focus my energy. Energy that is not focused will leave people diffused and they'll leave people without any power. If you're going around doing everything but you don't get anything done, you're wasting your energy. 
Have you ever said, it seems like I've been working all day, but I didn't get anything accomplished? It's because we have to have our focus on, you know, a golf, a, a golf, uh, a golfer? You can g- get up there behind the ball, and you can swing as hard as you can. You can swing with all of your might, and it can go 50 yards. I've done it, believe me. But yet if you focus, if you focus on that, you can see you get behind it and you come with a nice, easy tempo and you follow through and you can send the ball 200 yards. And it seems like you didn't even use any energy because you focus. It is so important that we, that we understand how important it is for us to focus the Bible says this, I do not run without a goal. I fight like a boxer who, ha- who is hitting something, not just air. You see, God doesn't want for us to be running in circles and not getting anywhere. Amen? God wants us to have purpose in all our running. You know, I, I, I've been going to the track, our small group, we go to the track every, every uh, three or four times a day since we started the Daniel plan. And some of us walk around the track. Some of us run around the track. But there's a purpose in all that. The purpose is we know we're going to feel better when we do this. It's going to be good for our bodies. It's going to help us to take care of our bodies. I thought about this. People spend two to six years. Two to six years they, they spend after they get out of high school and they go to a college or a university. Because they have a goal. Their goal is that one of these days they're going to graduate. And so they, they, they put their, their whole focus on, on going to class and on doing their work and, and finishing what they have to do. And tell me if, it, if, if it's not true that when you're going through this, it seems so difficult. But you keep focusing and you have to focus because if you don't focus, you'll flunk out. And all of these different distractions are coming at you, but you've got to set that goal that you're going to complete it. And when you're done, you graduate. People go to work for 30 years, and you get up every day. I remember my dad, when I was a kid, my dad, another get-up, another get-up. I have another get-up. That just meant I'm going to go to work. He did it for years. And then one day he came to the place where he said, I only got 362 get-ups. I only have 361 get-ups. I only have 360, and guess what? He knew that retirement was coming. And, and, and there was a goal that he would complete this, this providing for his family and that the company was going to be giving him money and that the, the, the family was going to be sustained and he would spend more time with his family. That's a goal that we set. And we focus on it and we know how important it is. The Bible says, make the most of every opportunity for doing good. Because the days are evil. In other words, it tells me we can waste all our energy doing things that are positive, or we can waste all of our energy doing things that are negative. Things are going to be pulling us. I want you right now to think about what is your day consisting of? What are you spending your time on? I believe God would, would put goals in our life. He, 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 be, he helps us to, to focus on things that are important. 
I used to live my life where I used to just go to work and just do whatever I was supposed to do, so I thought, and then the Lord began to hone my life. He began to shape me. And now, if you go to my office right now, you'll see on my desk that I've got a, a, a note that says priorities. And every day I put three priorities that need to get done. And I have another paper that says these things need to get done as well, but they're not priorities. Because what I learned is before I ever did this, I would do a lot of things, but the things that were most important would be put on the back burner. And I'd, at the end of the day, I'd be, oh, I didn't get that done. You see how important focusing is? Now, here's the thing. I learned that from people, people that, I, that poured into me. And people, as I talk to you, you have a choice. You can live your life never focusing, or you can live your life saying, you know what? There are some priorities that I need to take care of. I'm going to write these things down because they're important. Amen? And you work to get those things done. How many of us know that if you don't make priorities, that other things will take you away? Number three, goals will always stretch our faith. Goals are something we're trying to achieve. So they're very similar to faith. It's something you believe that you're going to be able to do, right? When you put a goal, you're saying, I want to do this. I want to accomplish this. That's what faith is. Faith is trusting that someone bigger than you is going to help you live life. It's going to save you from, from, from yourself, from your sins. The Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And then it also says, that's Hebrews 11, verse uh, 6, but it also says, faith by itself, if it doesn't have any works, it's dead. So what does it say? When you have goals, when you have faith, you have to put some steps to it. Amen? Everything that we do at Living Word Chapel, everything is, we're taking steps of faith. But listen to me, beloved, we're taking steps of faith. We're moving we continue to go forward. Some of you have recently given your hearts to Jesus, and God is telling you, I, I love you right where you're at. I, you don't have to change anything. I love you right there. But he says, but I, I am going to change you into a different person because I love you. But he doesn't stop loving you any, any less when you were bad. He loves you the same. It doesn't change. He never leaves us where he found us. I had a call from one of my best friends from high school yesterday I'm on my Facebook page, on my post. It said, Jamie, give me a call. I put his number there. And as we talked, he says, I need to change. I know I didn't listen before. I know I, I, know I, said, I thought you guys were crazy. You know, you giving your hearts to God. I, I thought you were crazy. It's so awesome. You know, I, and, and he said, I need to change. I said, well, the reason that you called me today is because you're going to give your heart to Jesus. And he did. So, but, but he, loves, he loves him right where he's at. He's not saying, if you, unless you change, I'm not going to love you. He loves him right there. But because he loves us, progressively he moves us in the direction of Christ. The Bible says, according to your faith, it will be done unto you. When you're talking about stretching your faith, let me tell you something about our goals. Our goals that are God-given are never accomplished in our own strength. 
Our goals that are man-given are accomplished in our own strength. But the goals that come from God are the ones that are impossible for us to do on our own. If you have a marriage that's failing, and you, and you first of all, you got to let say, God, work in me. Forget about my wife. Forget about my husband. Work in me. Make me the person that you want me to be. And you take care of the rest. Those are the goals that God has us set. Number four, goals will build our character. They develop, they cultivate. The reason that we're emphasizing the importance of goal setting is not for us to accomplish all kinds of things. The Daniel plan is going to make you feel better. The Daniel plan is going to make you look better. But that's secondary. Primary is that God wants to make us more like Jesus. His whole goal is to do character development in our lives. Every, every day, that's, that's sanctification. Every day, the Holy Spirit is working in our lives to make us more like Jesus. That's his whole goal. And that's why goals are so important. Now, the, the important thing with, with goals, the, the, the important thing that we need to grab a hold of is that we need to understand that we have a long ways to go. But God's not done, and every day we're closer to where we want to be. Instead of getting frustrated. I love the way the Apostle Paul put it. The Apostle Paul said this. I do not claim that I have already succeeded or have become perfect. I keep striving toward the goal which Christ Jesus has won me to himself. In other words, Jesus has already accomplished everything that we need. I'm in Christ. The whole, Christ is in me. But... In this life, I continually strive to become more like him. He's my model. And he's with me. And he's guiding me. And he steps with me. Everything. He wants to be every part. He wants to be in every part of my life. For this reason, Ephesians 4.3 says, Then we will be mature, just as Christ is, and we will be completely like him. We keep striving so that we can be more like Christ. We should desire to become more mature. Amen? Number five, goals will always give us hope. It is important to set goals because we need to have hope so that we can cope. Because life is tough. I talk to people all the time that they're, they're excited. They're, they're so excited about what's going on. I talk to them a week later and they're so down. Because life is tough. You can be having an awesome day and you wake up the next day and something happened. You're like, oh my goodness, what happened? But goals will always give us hope. 
The Bible puts it like this. It says, I do not have the strength to endure. Oh, let's talk about Job. Job went through the most difficult time that anyone could ever go through. He says, I do not have the strength to endure. I do not have a goal that encourages me to carry on. In his most difficult time, he said, I don't have a goal that encourages me to carry on. But here's the thing, that God didn't leave Job where he was at. God met Job where he was at, and he carried him through. People who live their lives hopeful, they achieve more and they overcome more. People that live their life hopeless quit. We're not quitters, beloved. We're children of God. He's got our back. He's with us. Has anyone ever heard of the, Scott, the Stockdale par, uh, Paradox? Anyone heard Stockdale Paradox? It refers to the commitment of overcoming great difficulties despite our greatest advers uh, adversity. It comes from Admiral Jim Stockdale. And he was the highest ranking military in the Vietnam conflict that was imprisoned. And Admiral, Admiral uh, Stockdale was tortured over 20 times in those eight years. Beat to a pulp. He was a prisoner at the Hanoi Hilton prison camp. That's one, that was the, 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 the worst prisoner of war camp in Vietnam. He had no prisoner rights. He had no release date. He had no certainty that he'd, re, he'd survive or see his family again. He developed a system of communication. As the admiral, he took charge and he said, All right, guys, when we stomp once, that's A. When we stomp once and then twice, that's B. When we do this, that's C. He made a communication so they could talk to each other and say, We're here. We're not dead. They could talk to each other. We're, we're, we're going to make it. When the, when the Vietnamese, they, they, they had this propaganda, they would videotape uh, the prisoners, and they would say, look at how good, how good we're treating you. They knew they weren't getting, getting treated well. And Admiral Stockdale, when they came, he knew they were going to be putting him on, the, on video. He, he beat himself up. And he cut himself because he was not going to allow them to use that propaganda. And he withstood, and he withstood, and he withstood. And he's alive to talk about it today. Now, this is what the Stockdale Paradox, how it's defined. It's to retain hope or faith that you will prevail in the end, regardless of the difficulties. And at the same time, you need to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality whatever they may be. In other words, don't ignore the reality that you're going through. It's bad. If you're going through a bad situation, say, I'm going through a bad situation, but say, there's hope, and I will not quit until it's complete. Amen. Let me tell you what happens to people when they say, you know what, I'm going to be, I'm, this is going to end in a year, or this is going to end in a month. What happens to these kinds of people that say, it's going to end here, if it doesn't end in a month, if it doesn't end in a year, you give up. He never said that. He said, this is going to end one of these days. And I'm going to hold on to hope until it does. 
Someone needs to hear that today because you're going through something. Don't deny the fact. Don't listen to this. If you have enough faith, it's going to end in two weeks. I'll tell you right now, you may have enough faith and your bad situation might not end in four weeks. But you have Jesus with you every step of the way. The last five, what kind of goals does God bless? You see, godly goals, the kind that God blesses, will always bring glory to God. Always. 1 Corinthians puts it like this, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And because it says that, I'm going to drink some water. For the glory of God. The Bible tells us we have a choice in, in what we do in life, and our choices, they are either going to shine bright or they are going to be pretty dark. Right? Think about this. Most of us, when we sit down to eat, at least myself, we don't think, is this meal going to bring glory to God? But if we think like this, beloved, as we've been going to the Daniel plan, is this meal medicine for my body? Is this healthy? Or is this meal poison for my body? You see, poison for our body will not glorify God. If you eat McDonald's every day, and I'm not, I'm not, talk, I'm not bashing anyone, In-N-Out, McDonald's, Burger King, whatever. If we make that our steady diet, it will become a poison. But if we put things into our body that, 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 are, that are wholesome and, and good, and we're learning all these things, and I'm learning with you, then you feel better. You, you, you begin to look better. And, and more than that, you begin to glorify God much better. Amen? So our goal is to bring glory to Jesus. Number two, godly goals, the kind of goals that God blesses, are always motivated by love. You see, God is more interested in why we do something than in what we are actually doing. What's the motive? Why are you doing it? Not that you're doing it, but why? If our goal is to get fit and eat better so that the opposite sex will check us out and go, ooh, la, la. That's probably not generated by the love of God. <laughs> because that goal is going to be motivated by pride. Amen? So don't be staring at me, okay? God will not bless a goal that is motivated by fear. Because God's perfect love cast out fear. God will not bless a goal that is generated by guilt. If you're, if you're, if you're going through this plan and, and you're feeling guilty, that's not God. The Bible says that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. God blesses goals that are motivated by love. That's why the Bible says everything you do must be done with love. And love has to be our highest goal. Amen. Number three, 
godly goals will always fulfill one of God's purposes for your life. He'll always be directing us. If, if there are goals that are set according to him and according to his standards, they're always going to be fulfilling things that are going to bring glory to him. And they're always going to be fulfilling his purposes. When you understand that life is not about us, it's about God. Our goals begin to take shape around his purposes. Our prayers will go from, God, this is what I want you to do for me. Anyone ever prayed that? God, this is what I want. It'll go from that to saying, God, what do you want for me? How can I submit myself to your direction? How can I fulfill your purposes, Lord? How can I connect to you in a greater way? How can I grow and mature in Christ? How can I serve other people by serving you? And how can I reach other people? Can I tell you, when we're fulfilling God's purposes, let me tell you this, beloved, I believe it with all my heart, every seat at Living Word Chapel will be full because we're going to be so excited about the things of God that people are going to say, what is happening to you? I'm excited about Jesus. He's awesome. I want that. And you'll want to reach people for, 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 for God's uh, glory. Number, uh, number uh, four. Okay, no, let me give, give you the scriptures. Good stuff right here. First uh, Corinthians 9.26 says, I run straight toward the goal with purpose in every step. I run straight toward the goal. The Apostle Paul is saying, I'm not going to let anything uh, take me away from, from the, the purpose of, purposes of God. I'm running straight toward his goals. Number four, godly goals are set in faith. The Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And it's pretty simple to grab a hold of. If we want to know how do we don't please God, we stop believing, we stop trusting. And the one thing about God-given goals, I said this earlier, and we say it one more time, they're always bigger than what we can do on our own. Okay? R remember that. So whatever you're going through, you say, it's too hard. I've heard people say, it's too hard to eat the way that we're supposed to eat. It's too hard. No, it's not. Not with God. It's not too hard. He's with us. And number five, godly goals are and will only be achieved with God's power. We will only fulfill them with God. When, when it's all said and done, we want to say we could not have done this without the hand of God. You ever been through something and you, you, get, you get through it and you say, I could not have done this without the hand of God. So I did a, a Google search because I read something this week. And I, I, I looked at all the, the self-help books. You know, Amazon has 85,000 plus self-help books. I'm not knocking them. That's just saying there's a lot of books that you can buy says a lot of people are asking for help. But there's a difference between all of those books and this book, the Word of God. 
In the Bible, you get the power of the living God to change you, to be with you, to strengthen you, and to help you. The Message Bible puts it like this. We plan the way we want to live, but only God will make, it, make us able to live it. The Bible says, you will not succeed by your own strength or power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. The Daniel plan is not a diet. It's a God-led lifestyle change. It's changing our whole lifestyle. It's placing our sole dependency upon God. And just as Daniel and his three friends, they did this in Daniel chapter 1, they, were tr they weren't trusting a plan, they were trusting God. I'm going to end with this scripture. Scripture. This scripture. I love that word. I'm going to end with this scripture. It's, it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Instead, seek his will in all you do, and he will direct our path. Let's pray as we go to the scriptures. Father, we, we thank you, Lord, for our lives. We thank you for our bodies. Lord God, I thank you for this church family. We love you so much, Lord, and we, we, we thank you that, that you, get, you allow for us to love each other. We embrace your Bible-led purposes with enthusiasm. We are motivated by love and not fear. We are motivated by grace and not guilt. Thank you for the power to overcome anything that will prevent us from being beacons of hope to our families, our co-workers, and our communities. And we pray this in Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.